Hi everyone, it is Vrantrikian. Welcome to my third podcast in my Gridiron Guru podcast series. For today's podcast, I'm going to do my NFL division predictions, not record predictions. Let's start with the AFC East. For AFC East, in order predictions, first Patriots, second Jets, third Bills, and fourth Dolphins. I think it's obvious as long as our Patriots have Tom Brady, we're almost always going to be contenders for Super Bowls and the division. Forget about Gronk's retirement. It's going to be a pretty bad loss and some big names we lost. The Patriots usually always find ways to replace talent. We have to hope Matt Lacoste, of all guys, can be the next Gronkowski, assuming he gets the job in week one. We also made some good moves, like trading for defensive end Michael Bennett and drafting wide receiver Nikhil Harry. We have one of the best cornerbacks in Super Bowl heroes, Stephon Gilmore, and have a really good running game with Sonny Michel, James Wade, and Damian Harris. The Jets, they added Le'Veon Bell. They have a talented defense with Jamal Adams. They added C.J. Mosley and drafted Quinn and Williams. And with Sam Darnold probably improving, they have talent to be second. The Bills kind of the same when it comes to adding talent. They added two receivers, Cole Beasley and John Brown. Josh Allen got better late in the season and will probably carry over into 2019. The draft pick of defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, helps add more to the talented defense led by Tredavious White. The Dolphins are pretty much a train wreck at this point. It doesn't matter if Rosen or Fitzpatrick is the QB. It's, nobody knows what's going to happen. They don't really have any weapons other than Kenyon Drake. Given the very below-average roster and running, reciting in a division with the Patriots, I think the Dolphins could be contending for the first overall pick in 2019-20. AFC North predictions, Ravens, then Browns, then Steelers, then Bengals. I know what you're thinking. The Browns made a lot of moves, for example. They traded for all-star wideout Odell Beckham Jr., signed Kareem Hunt, traded for pass rusher Levy Vernon, and added Sheldon Richardson. And people are thinking, why would the Ravens win the division? I get it. The Ravens lost some big names in free agency. Notable players they lost were C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, Terrell Suggs, and Derek Weddle. But they did sign very talented safety Earl Thomas, and they added Mark Ingram. Sure, they did lose a lot of their best defensive players. Sometimes replacement isn't always hard. And again, the Ravens always have a good defense, so... Because the running game for the Ravens is usually hard to stop with Ingram and Jackson, and the defense can be really good, that's why I think the Ravens win the division. As a Patriots fan, I have to respect the Browns for what they have done this offseason. I still hate the Kareem Hunt signing. The Browns have done a lot since the 2018 offseason. I have to see what they do on the field because teams can add so much talent, it doesn't mean they're guaranteed success. I think the Browns will be a playoff team, but as for winning a division, I think next year could be a possibility, but until they prove the talent on the field, not the offseason, I have them in second. I think everyone can agree that the Steelers' offseason was probably one of the worst, ranging from Mike Tomlin's disciplinary mishandling, Le'Veon Bell's contract nonsense, Antonio Brown turning into a hothead with his annoying behavior antics. The Steelers do have good replacements, though. James Conner can replace Le'Veon Bell. He may not be as explosive as Le'Veon Bell, but it's still really good. And Juju Schuster had an amazing year. He's a good replacement for A.B. I get it, A.B. was amazing, but they had to split. He was causing problems for them. They can get a headache out of the way now. Even though they have a good front seven and they have a good O-line, there's a good chance the Steelers could prove me wrong and finish better than third, but it's wait and see. To close out the AFC North with the Bengals, it doesn't matter if the Bengals have some good weapons and a very good running back in Joe Mixon. The whole team is a mess. Give them credit, they finally fired Marvin Lewis after 16 seasons, but the defense is an absolute mess. Considering how brutal the division is, the Bengals don't really have a lot of hope. New head coach Zach Taylor has to be the next Sean McVay for the Bengals to have any hope. AFC South, Colts, then Jaguars, then Texans, then Titans. I think the Colts win this division because Andrew Luck is the best QB in the AFC South. He puts up the best stats. The Colts are probably the most talented of all the four teams. When they went on the hot streak in 2018, they looked like a team that nobody would want to go against. They have a good running back in Marlon Mack. 
and an underappreciated wide receiver in T.Y. Hilton. But defense has one of the most impressive linebackers to do it all, Darius Leonard, who somehow didn't get a Pro Bowl selection. The Jaguars upgraded at quarterback with Nick Foles instead of Blake Bortles. He showed what he can do in the playoffs the past seasons and with a great defense. But a talented but struggling running back in Leonard Fournette, it helps. The problems are the Jalen Ramsey contract hunters and the fact that he runs his mouth a lot. The critics and analysts are a little overhyped on the Jaguars, but they may or may not live up to it. Who knows? The Texans may have the best wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, a talented QB in Deshaun Watson. The defense may have the, one of the best defensive ends in J.J. Watt. Here's where the problems come. The Devian Clowney contract problems haven't helped. To be honest, I, I think they should just move on from him. Get some draft picks in return, you can help your offensive linemen. He's not that good anyways. Uh, among other problems, they let a couple secondary contributors leave and Forgot to mention, they didn't really make an effort to bring any of them back. Kareem Jackson and Tyron Matthew I'm talking about. The Texans seem to be to always do well in the regular season, or they look like a team that no one wants to go against. Then in the playoffs, they either never show up, or the way they lose, it's pretty ugly. It doesn't matter if Sean Watson gets better every year. The O-line has to show up. The Texans don't really have a lot, any more excuses at this point, except maybe bad linemen. For the Titans, ever since finishing 9-7 in back in 2016, they're always hyped, fair or not. The problems. Marcus Morito can never stay healthy. Even if Derrick Henry, who exploded at the end of last year, 2018, and they do have a very good defense, like Kevin Byer, the safety, and Jarrell Casey, defensive tackle, those are some positive, but the Mariota injury nonsense hasn't helped. When he plays, he's either above average or really bad. It, it's one or the other, basically. Mariota has no more excuses with two new receivers and A.J. Brown and Dem Humphreys. Overall, this is the division that I think anybody could take, but I think Colts take this division. AFC West, Chiefs, then Chargers, then Broncos, then Raiders. The Chiefs have possibly the best QB in the league in Patrick Mahomes, who won MVP with 50 touchdowns last year. It's pretty much fair to say that the team will win the division. I get it, the team is kind of drama-filled, starting with Tyreek Hill. I think he's a top five, if not top three wide receiver, but then again, his off-the-field pr attitude problems definitely haven't helped. His draft replacement possibility in me, Cole Hartman, has a disturbing Twitter history that goes back to 2012 to 2014. At this point, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to get suspended. All that aside... The Chiefs still have some reliable players. Sammy Watkins isn't the best receiver, but he can be good when he plays. Travis Kelsey is probably the best tight end in the league, regardless of his whiny attitude problems. They still have a very bad defense. They moved on from D. Ford, who got traded to the Niners. Justin Houston was released and then signed with the Colts. They also moved on from Eric Berry. They added Tyron Matthew, traded for Frank Clark, despite having to give up multiple draft picks, including a first-round pick. The reason why people don't seem to like this trade is because what, what the package they had to give up. Frank Clark is not a Khalil Mack or J.J. Watt kind of player. All drama, not a great offseason aside, I think the Chiefs can still be a top-three team. The Chargers are always overhyped. People in 2019 are calling them the most complete team. Phil Rivers can still play. Melvin Gordon can run and receive. He's still really good. They have a great receiving duo in Keenan Allen and touchdown-reliable Mike Williams. The defense has some good players. The main guys, Joey Bosa and Derwin James, among many others. Kind of similar to the Texans, they either never show up in the playoffs, and something that's very noticeable, they find the dumbest ways to lose games. Or they can barely win against even the worst teams. They're always hard to predict. Because they're so talented, I still have them as the second-best team in the AFC West. But they have to show it on the field if they want to prove me wrong to win the division. Broncos have struggled for a couple of years now, but the roster is talented with Philip Lindsay drafting Noah Fant. They still have Von Miller. They have a lot of other good defensive players. Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris. They signed Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan. Then again, trading for Joe Flacco, who knows if the move will be anything. Sure, drafting Drew Locke might end up being a steal. But then again, considering the difficult division, unpredictable QB play, it's anybody's guess what's going to happen to the Broncos. And for the Raiders, it's hard to believe 
back in 2016-17, the Raiders were a playoff team going 12-4. and But the whole Derek Carr injury ruined it. And now in 2019, the team is again a mess. Sure, the Raiders have to do a lot this offseason, like trading for hot-headed elite wide receiver Antonio Brown, signing Trent Brown from the Patriots, signed Tyra Williams and Lamarcus Joyner, among many other players. Despite being busy in the offseason and having three first-round picks in the 2019 draft, the Quirks have been laughing at the Raiders for their draft picks. The Raiders have been in dysfunction since 2018, since trading away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. It's like Derek Carr just has not been the same since getting that injury late in 2016 and in that Week 4 game in 2017. He did somewhat improve in 2018 with a god-awful receiving core, but somewhat doesn't really say much, to be honest. People are beginning to think that this, this is the end for Derek Carr if he has another below-average season. All this aside, I think they can improve on their 4-12 and 12 from last year. They're not going to be a playoff team, but the talent that they got this offseason can show on the field. They can be a, maybe a single team. Maybe, maybe they could finish ahead of the Broncos. It's either going to be slight improvement or cataclysmic regression. NFC East predictions, Cowboys-Eagles, third, it's a coin flip. I've noticed something. People have a theory that the Cowboys get handed their wins by the refs. I get it, the Eagles have more big names on the team than the Cowboys, but as I said before, the refs seem to always help the Cowboys. It feels that way, according to football fans or critics. The Cowboys have a top 10 defense with Demarcus Lawrence, Slay, and Van Der Esch, among many other players. They have probably the best running back in the league in Ezekiel Elliott, a good enough QB in Dak Prescott, and a reliable receiver in Amari Cooper. The lineman isn't good, but it's not the worst either. I think the Eagles finish second. I would agree that the Eagles have more talent than the Cowboys, more weapons. The Eagles have just as good a D-line as the Cowboys, led by Fletcher Cox. O-lineman is underrated, but the secondary is kind of a mess. The Eagles do have two new running backs in Jordan Howard, and they drafted Miles Sanders. Carson Wentz just got that big contract despite of the recent injury problems he has had. I think Wentz is a good QB, but he has to be, like, pre-injury 2017. Not great defense, Carson Wentz injury problems, that's why I think they finished second. If they can stay healthy, they'll probably prove me wrong then. For third, it's anybody's guess. The Redskins are kind of a train wreck, but they have a, they did have a good draft. Alex Smith probably isn't playing in 2019, but the Redskins did draft Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, while also training for veteran Case Keenum. However, they don't have a lot of weapons, but they do have some good running backs to choose from, Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, or Bryce Love. The defense has a really good front seven with names like Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, draft pick Montez Sweat, among others. They signed very talented but very inconsistent former Giants safety Landon Collins. QB play has to be above average. This team wants to even be an 8-win team since they don't have a lot of hope. If the Giants did not have Saquon Barkley, they're, they're probably a 1-15 team. Trading away Odell Beckham Jr., they didn't make an effort to keep Landon Collins. They keep Eli Manning and drafting Daniel Jones. This team is probably not going to have a lot of hope for a while. NFC North, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Lions. Kind of amazing with the Bears. They go from a struggling team to one of the better teams. The big cows find the improvement with the track acquisition of Khalil Mack. And then the Bears, the, the Bears just got better from there. Another catalyst was the hiring of Matt Nagy as head coach. Trubisky isn't great. But at worst, he's average once he got better receivers. It was probably the rainbow to trade away Jordan Howard, but it was not a good package. They did let some defensive players go like Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan, and they lost defensive coordinator Guru and Vic Fangio. He became the head coach of the Broncos. And they have kicking problems. I still think the Bears can be one of the best. They still have a great defense. Trubisky is above average. At worst, he's average. He can be very good. Packers... It's been a strange couple of years, uh, ranging from Aaron Rodgers' injury in 2017 to a meltdown filled year in 2018. People are sort of questioning the Matt LaFleur head coach hiring. Do I think the Super window is closed in 2019? Not completely, but it's getting closer to being closed, in my opinion. Sure, the defense got better with adding Adrian Amos, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and drafting a couple defensive guys in the first round. And they have a breakout running back in Aaron Jones. It's anybody's guess what the Packers have in store for them this year. The Vikings? Yeah, signing Kirk Cousins to that fully guaranteed contract? Not a good idea. They may have the best wide receiver duo. Running back Dalvin Cook can be good when he plays, 
The defense has some big names, but their stats-wise, not great. Kirk Cousins, now that he has a couple new offensive linemen, if he doesn't make the playoffs, then he has no excuse for not making it. And he's probably going to be the next free agent bust. To finish off with the Lions, since Matt Stafford's, Matthew Stafford signed that five-year, $135 million contract, he has noticeably regressed. It doesn't matter if the Lions added so many players to free agency, like former Patriot Trey Flowers, among many other players. Given Stafford's regression and also how brutal division is, the Lions better hope for luck. A hard division like the NFC North isn't easy to overcome. NFC South predictions, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Buccaneers. The Saints, it's fair to say, were robbed by that controversial non-call near the end of the fourth quarter in the NFC Championship game. All that aside, having a do-it-all running back in Alvin Kamara, top five QB in Drew Brees, one of the best receivers in Michael Thomas, a very good offensive lineman, regardless of Drew Brees' age, I think the Saints should still be considered a favorite in the NFC South. The Saints have an okay defense, led by Marshawn Lattimore and Cameron Jordan, among other players. As long as they're not being what their defense was like in the early 2010s, I think they're still the team to be in the NFC South. The Falcons may have a scary offense with quarterback Matt Ryan, running back Devontae Freeman, and some good receivers like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu. But the defense has many flaws. I mean, in fairness to them, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, and Ricardo Allen all had to go on IR at some point. The lineman wasn't very good, which they did address a lot this offseason. I think the Falcons can be a good team, but they have to show it on the field. This might be the year of no excuses for them. If they can stay healthy, they could shake things up in the playoffs. Who knows? The Panthers are always difficult to interpret. It seems like the Panthers are the team nobody would want to go against, but then there are times where the Panthers aren't a strong team. Cam Newton's shoulder problems haven't helped. They have a top three linebacker in Luke Keekley and one of the best running backs in Christian McCaffrey, and they made some big moves on the front seven, signing former Buccaneer Gerald McCoy and drafting Florida State University defensive end Brian Burns. If Cam Newton's shoulder can stay healthy, the Panthers could very well prove me wrong and at least be a playoff team. Because they're so unpredictable, I have them in third for now. Close out the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, the division is brutally tough. Having an inconsistent and also troubled James Winston as QB doesn't help. The defense is really god-awful. Even if first-round pick Devin White ends up being Darius Leonard, it's not going to fix the team. Lack of running game also hasn't helped. Critics think that if Bruce Arians can't help James Winston improve, it seems like James Winston is destined to be a bust. I think the Bucks are talented with a great receiver, Mike Evans, a talented tight end in O.J. Howard. However, a really bad secondary residing in a bad division combined with James Winston's struggles is the reason why I think the Bucks finish and last again. To finish off with the NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, then Cardinals. The Rams still have a great receiving core. They have an above-average QB, probably the best defensive tackle in the league in Aaron Donald. It's quite a star-studded team. Again, the whole Todd Gurley arthritis in the matter hasn't helped, but given the talent on the roster, I would guess the Rams win the division. The Seahawks signing Russell Wilson to the big contract extension was a big priority. Trading away Frank Clark, it was a great package, but who knows who's going to replace him. I think the Seahawks do have a talented team, but given the bad offensive lineman, Bobby Wagner wanting a new contract, it's anybody's guess what the Seahawks have in store for them. They did draft to call my sensation DK Metcalf, and they, have a, and they have a great running game, led by Chris Carson. This team isn't star-studded like the Rams, so I have them in the second, but a return to the playoffs is a possibility. It's been a weird few years for the 49ers. In 2017, they trade for former Patriot Jimmy Garoppolo, finished on a five-game winning streak to go 6-10 in 2017. Then he gets a five-year, $137.5 million contract in return. All of a sudden, people are now hyped up about the 49ers. And there you go. Injuries end up plaguing the team in 2018. Even when Garoppolo played in only three games because he had the 20 in week three, he wasn't all that great. This offseason, the 49ers have done a lot. Trading for D. Ford, drafting Nick Bosa, signing Quan Alexander, strangely signing Tevin Coleman. Garoppolo has a new weapon to throw to in Debo Samuel. He has a top three tight end George Kittle. The 49ers have no more excuses at this point, unless injuries. Garoppolo has to show he was worth the big contract or else the Niners are screwed. And the secondary needs a lot of help, so that might be another excuse.
The Cardinals drafting Kyler Murray, hiring Cliff Kingsbury as head coach, never giving Josh Rosen a chance. It's quite interesting to see what the Cardinals are doing. Kingsbury has to show he's NFL ready since a lot of people aren't hyped about the hiring. The Cardinals also have a really terrible lineman. The Cardinals are giving Kyler Murray a lot of new weapons like UMass, Whiteout, Andy Isabella, Iowa State, Hakeem Butler, among other players. David Johnson will have to find a way to return to form. This team maybe can improve a little bit, but given the brutal division they play in, they will likely remain in last in the NFC West. But hey, they could prove me wrong to finish third at best. I guess it's waiting to see what happens for everyone. The Patrick Pearson suspension drama also has doesn't help. When I look at all my predictions, the division I think can most prove me wrong is the AFC South, AFC North, and NFC North. Because who knows? There could be teams who do better than expected or teams who do worse than expected. I'm excited about football, bottom line. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you next time for another podcast. <laughs>